0: Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire.
1: And thank you for joining us for episode number forty-five of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co CPAs. I'm your host Megan Spicer, and this episode, uh, refining your team, knowing when it's time to terminate someone and how to do that, was actually recorded in February of this year, 2020, and it was supposed to air with right after episode number twenty-five in March, and we were. Focusing on building and managing teams during those that set of episodes, and then, as many of you know, we were hit with a global pandemic, and we chose to switch gears and really focus on topics that were going to help business owners deal with those changes. So we switched gears and you know focused tw- number twenty six on how to start running your business remotely, and then spent some time. Looking at the bills that were being passed, and it just really switched gears on some more relevant topics for you all. So we've decided now, um, since this is still a very important topic, that uh, we go ahead and air this now. But there are some some things that you'll hear in the episode as far as weather and school things that may not be as relevant now, but we feel that the overall topic. Is, is important for you to have. So we're airing it here number 45 and 46 is uh, another episode that we had recorded earlier in February and we're choosing to air it now. So next week you'll hear some of those things as well. So just wanted to give you some context for this episode and we will go ahead and and roll right into it. Today we are tackling a difficult topic, firing a member of your team. We're talking about the signs that it's time to let someone go and how to do it. We want to walk through some ways to help you navigate this stressful experience, and the reason we're tackling this topic is that bad employees can negatively impact your growth and your direction as a company. So we've said before that people can make you or break you, and we don't want to let them break you. Joining me today, we have two guests. Uh, You've heard from one of them before, CPA and co-owner of PJS and Co-CPAs, Jamie Johnson.
2: Good morning, Meg. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How's it going on your end? It's going. It's a little chilly in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good. I can't complain. We're in San Diego. We get good weather all the time. So <laughs> even when it's bad weather, it's, you know, we sound pathetic when we complain about it. So
2: <laughs> I would like to report my eight-year-old son found one of his two lost coats. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh, I yeah. <laughs> he lost <laughs> him at school, and I'm like, How do you lose your coat? And he's like, It was sitting on my desk, and mom, I came back and it wasn't there anymore. I'm like, Okay, you know, yeah, I think they get left on the playground. That's what I think. And so, so we're now one for two, so we just have to recover one more. That's good. That's good. You're You're halfway there. Oh. <laughs> The saga of the missing coat. That's exactly right. So I'll report back in on one of my other episodes.
1: <laughs> like, right. been
2: found. <laughs> we expect updates. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and then also joining us today is our operations manager. She has spent over 25 years managing teams in California. She has worked in large corporate environments that had their own HR departments to train and assist managers with HR compliance and small businesses who had no on-site HR resources to assist with compliance. Her HR roles have included managing, hiring, training, disciplining, and terminating employees. Welcome, Kim Nixon. Hi, Megan.
0: Hi, Jamie. I'm happy
1: to be here. Hey, Kim. We're happy to have you. Thanks for joining us to tackle
0: the tough topic. Thank you. When you first asked me, I was a little nervous about coming in here because I feel like although I have spent a lot of time in California, which is a very litigious state, um, and I've had a lot of experience in the HR realm, I am definitely not an HR expert and don't consider myself so, but I have had a lot of experience managing businesses and helping others to manage their businesses. And so I'm happy to share some of the insights that I've gained over my career.
1: Fantastic. Well, thanks again for joining us. I know it's not an easy topic, but it is one that we wanted to tackle in this podcast, because like we said in the intro, it is something that can directly impact your growth as a business. So it's something that we didn't want to ignore. So I guess the most obvious question is, where's the best place to start? When it comes to firing someone.
0: So I think before you get to the point where you need to fire somebody, you need to make sure that you're familiar with the laws in your area. And this starts from the time that when you have one employee and the laws vary from an hourly employee versus salary. It can also change if you have an independent contractor on your staff, the laws are different around that. And Different parts of the country, different states, they all have their own laws. And it's very important that you know the laws in your area. And that comes with being a business owner and hiring people, is that you're now in charge of managing people. And you're also responsible for knowing and following the laws in your area that that govern employment. Great. And I know there was
1: some good resources that you found, and you've come along I did. I did some
0: research uh, when you first asked me to uh, join you on this call and talk about talk about this. I did a little research online looking to see what resources were out there for small businesses. One of the things I found was the Society for Human Resource Management, and they had a good article that will link to this call. And one of the comments that they made was that many small businesses treat HR much as they treat fire safety, the day to day pressures of running the organization, cause them to neglect even the basic steps that keep them in compliance. And when an issue does ignite, they're forced to scramble. And one of the things we'd like to do with this call is to help avoid the scramble. Um, I also, I found, even though I've worked in some small businesses that didn't have an HR on site, there was someone on the team that was dedicated to handling HR. And we did have an HR resource that we could call. And there are Companies, uh, payroll companies like ADP and Paychex offer an HR portion or module that you can add onto the payroll side of things. And I know that we've recommended that to some of our clients that work with us. As someone that you can pick up the phone and call to find out about the laws and 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 their involvement is very similar to the services that they offer payroll. They've got different tiers that. You know, you can have them involved in every step of the way or, or just to the, the very minimal amount that you want. And then um, there are also some classes that you can take through the, the U.S. Small Business Association, the SBA, that are uh, covering the basics of human resources for small businesses that I, I highly recommend looking into some of these resources if you are a business that has already hired people on your team or you're considering adding to your team as well, it's better to get this type of infrastructure in place as you grow rather than to start hiring people and then try to figure things out after the fact.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I know Jamie Johnson and I, you know, we've had this discussion too in pre prior episodes is taking on that liability as a company is, is, can be scary. So outsourcing that to paychecks or ADP or one of those companies that knows these laws in your area can be well worth the cost of, you know, what it what it is to have the payroll or HR or whatever it is. Look into that cost for your business because it's when you outweigh the liability that you take on as a business owner and handling it yourself, a lot of times
0: that makes sense. And you need to even if you have those players involved in your business, you still need to be aware of issues that may fall under that area so that, that you are you don't always know what you don't know. So if you're curious about something, you know, having someone to call, I also, I would recommend in, in the smaller businesses where I worked, they even had someone who, that wasn't necessarily their primary role. Maybe they did other things, but that one person, there was one person on the team that was in charge of HR. And that's how you avoid having things fall through the cracks. If there's multiple people handling it or or you as a business owner, have your hands full and you're trying to run the day-to-day business and grow your business on top of trying to uh, handle HR, you can often forget to cover things or maybe you get halfway through if you have somebody helping you with part of the process, that's when things fall through the cracks. So it's also good to have a dedicated person on the team, uh, have that be a part of their, their role that they cover for you. And if it's a smaller business, they can be handling other things as well. But uh, that, that's one way that I've seen that has been successful in these smaller businesses.
2: And I also think that in addition to knowing the laws, you also have to know, you know, are you firing an independent contractor? Are you firing an employee? And on top of that, do if you have any contracts in place or if there was any employment contracts or if there was a contract uh, with the independent contractor and you hired them for a duration of time or completion of a project or anything, I mean, you need to be real sound on the stipulations and, and verbiage in there um, and everything and how you build those contracts uh, to protect you as an employer or you as a business owner um, and everything. So uh, those that's another thing that you just need to be really aware of as well is you know, basically what you've committed to. What have you committed right. to for that other All right yeah.
1: Okay. So that was that was the biggest point that we want to drive home is know the laws in your area, be familiar with what you're what you're getting yourself into when you're developing that contract, things like that. But obviously there's steps that happen before you get to the point of firing someone. So, yes.
0: why don't we talk about what those steps are? Yes. So, one of the things that you need to make sure that you do before you fire someone or terminate someone is is typically what we would call it uh, because you're you're ending that relationship whether whether that comes from them ending it or you ending it, you're terminating that relationship so before you terminate someone, manage them so as soon as you notice that there's a problem, address it and you either You know, you need to retrain them or remind them of what the procedure is and also figure out, is this a management issue? If you're not their direct manager and you notice the issues, has their manager trained them properly? Do they know what they're supposed to be doing or they just haven't been trained yet? So figure that out first. Or if it's a team member issue, they've been trained and they aren't performing as expected, then you need to address that as well. And you want to make sure that when you're doing that, it's best to do it in private. Uh, Nobody likes to be scolded in public. Or, you know, you can sometimes retrain them and maybe just say, you know, if you do it in a nice way, hey, I noticed that, that this wasn't being done the, the way we normally do it. Let me, let me just walk you through the process again to make sure that you're aware of it. If, if you handle it like that, that's okay to do that in public. But if you're talking to somebody about their performance and their lack of performance, that's something you can really damage your relationship with what could be a really good employee. If you handle that incorrectly, or you do it in a way that embarrasses them in front of their uh, other people or, or their team members. And I would also say that it's never too late to start doing this. If you already have people on your team that have been around for a while and you're noticing things that they're not doing the way that you expect them to be done, you need to be addressing it with them as well. It, it's never too late to begin doing this and you this is a part of firing somebody to make sure that you're in compliance with the law. And also you're doing the right thing. You need to make sure that you've gone through these steps before you get to that point. And then also, as, as you notice there's a problem and you're addressing it, you want to make sure you're documenting your conversation and you're making sure that your expectations moving forward are very clear so if you're addressing the problem and you've outlined your expectations, you can do that through a formal write-up. If you are identifying this person who has already been trained and you've already talked to them about it, you can. You know, a lot of places have a formal written write-up form where they're documenting somebody and they call it up, you know, this is their first write-up. Or you can just r- type up what you said. Normally, what I would do a lot of times, most of the places I worked, Were office environments and everyone on the team had email. If I just had an informal conversation with somebody and talked about, hey, you know, this isn't quite going the way that I'd like to see. Let's walk through this. This is what I need you to do going forward. I may go back after that conversation, type up an email and just say, just wanted to touch base with you and get this all down in writing. This is what we talked about. This is what we're gonna do going forward. And then ask them to confirm that they've received a copy of that email that's not as formal as a quote write-up but it is also documenting that conversation in writing so that you can keep track of this so if there is an issue down the line you do have documentation in writing that these conversations have have happened training has happened setting expectations has happened all of those things are made clear for that for that team member to see and I think those those two
1: items are Really important, too, because in managing them correctly, that's hopefully going to avoid as many layoffs or as many terminations in the end, too. Because if you're managing them correctly and giving them clear advice, clear direction, you're communicating clearly what you expect from them and giving them a chance to correct things. And if you're not doing those things, your turnover is probably going to be pretty high, because if you're not willing to have those conversations and you just expect people to read your mind... That's not a recipe for success. So I think those are really important to understand and make sure that those are actually happening within your business. Because if they're not, it's going to lead to a lot more terminations,
0: probably. And and it does, it, it gives you the opportunity to pause when you're a business owner and you're trying to manage the hundred thousand details that are going along. You need to pause for a moment and just see, okay, did I really take all the steps that I need to with this person to make sure that I'm setting them up for success? Did my team set this person up for success? Do I have gaps in procedure where we need to do additional training? Is this, a, now there's been, you know, this is the second person that I've had the same issue with. If, if When you start to, to do this and you identify patterns and you identify gaps in your procedures, you can plug up those holes and hopefully help your your machine be a little more well-oiled to avoid these types of things going forward.
2: Actually, what I was just gonna say, I was gonna say as a business owner, you know, sometimes we really have to set back and a give ourselves time to digest. And because a lot of times when these situations happen, it's frustrating, it might be disappointing, or, you know, there might there might be, and this is our baby, right? So when you're a business owner, that's your baby and you really wanna take, you know, the proper care of it and everything. So when somebody else doesn't treat it like their baby <laughs> sometimes that can create a lot of emotion inside of us right because typically especially business owners they're passionate about what they're doing so just kind of give yourself some time to digest and you know kind of give yourself 24 hours or unless something needs to be addressed obviously each situation is different but but i yeah i couldn't have said it better when she started to i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna insert this and she started on down that road which is uh, amen i could i couldn't say it better um, but but yeah, just just setting your employees that are your contractors up for success and making sure that you're setting and self-reflecting because when you spend that time and you're accountable to yourself, and you're responsible for your business, they will start to learn and be accountable and responsible for your business as well. They don't, they're not going to translate that value unless you're, you're willing to um, really be honest about situations and, you know, what we could do. It's not our fault always, every time anyway. So there's a balance there.
1: Yeah. So let's get into some of the reasons that you've witnessed that business owners
0: don't want to let go of someone. Sure. There, and there's probably, I'm sure, an, an infinite amount of reasons that, that you might not want to fire somebody. And of course, we get to that point. That's the last resort. That's the last place we want to go. So you're going to yeah. do everything you possibly can before you get to this point, hopefully to avoid having to terminate someone. But there are a lot of times where, you know, maybe... I I call this warm body syndrome. Some business owners have that because they keep bad people on the team because they don't have enough hands to do the work. And that person isn't great, but at least they're doing some of the work. And if they leave, that's more work for everybody else. Mm. Um, And then it also, it can be expensive to hire a new team member, both in the time commitment from the team during the hiring process. If, If it's not just you, it's your team also helping you to screen all the applicants that come in When you advertise someone uh, and the time spent training the new team member, that's that's not an expense that people choose to make lightly. So that's a consideration when they're deciding, if I I let this person go, then I have to find somebody else. Um, It's also a really uncomfortable conversation to have. And I have witnessed business owners that are completely the most competent people I've ever met. And they are just a scared little chicken when it comes to actually firing someone. (laughs) They they just they don't want to hurt that person's feelings. They're terrified of the conflict involved, although they handle extremely difficult negotiations for contracts for their company and they can talk in front of crowds of people. But but the actual process of terminating someone terrifies them and and they they don't want to have to do that and it is honestly it's not a comfortable situation to be in it is it's very uncomfortable um and then there's also what i call the honeymoon period and if this is someone that you've just recently hired you might feel like oh well if i give them more time they'll get they'll get better with time if i just give them a chance to maybe be a little more comfortable here and learn what's happening and and what i've found and seen of, over my my many years of working is that this is the honeymoon period right now. It doesn't get better than this. They don't behave better than this. They're not more detailed than this. They're not going to show more effort than this. This is the best it gets right now, and if it's not good right now, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Worse as it's only going to get worse as they relax and get more comfortable, they're going to slack off a little because that's just the nature of of how Humans operate when they're in a relationship or a new job. Once they get a little more comfortable, they get a little bit more relaxed, and they're not quite as on it as they are when they first start somewhere. And and when I'm working with a team of people, and, and someone comes to me and and shares some concerns about a member of their team and how oh and and, and this comes up, you know oh there we just hired them though. Maybe once they get more comfortable in the systems and they get to know us a little bit better, things will be better. Nope. Nope. You just need to end it now. End it now before you spend a bunch of time training them and a bunch of other people's time training them and do it now when you've got other candidates that you were possibly considering and you're closer to, you, you don't have to go through the hiring process all over again. You know, it just, it doesn't get better. And, and I, I haven't ever, not even one time, seen it get better. What I've seen is people that linger around for a month or two, and then now they're here, and you're stuck with them. Unless you're going through, they're, they're maybe they're performing just well enough to not get written up and not go through those steps, but you're stuck with a mediocre employee, or or they end up terminating them. You know, a month or two down the line, when when they should have just, you just got to rip the bandaid off, pulling it off slowly doesn't do anybody any favors.
1: <laughs> well, and that leads us into our next point of there's problems that come up if you keep someone on the team who isn't performing where they should be. So right. can you tell us a little bit about what you've seen from your experience in keeping someone on and trying to make it work, even though they're probably
0: not performing up to par? Sure. And, and I'd just like to say, to say, as I did with the, the previous thing we were just talking about, I'm sure these aren't all of the problems that can be caused. These are just some of the ones i've seen the most often over my career. So, some of the things i've seen is that this person who's operating below standard, they set a bad precedent that you're okay with a slacker on your team. And, you know, or, or whatever it is the issue is that they're not handling correctly.
1: Mm-hmm. You're
0: okay with that in your team and the other team members may lower their performance level since you're accepting substandard work from this guy over here. Why, why do I have to work as hard as I am if, they're, if they can be a slacker? Mm. And, and that can lower the performance of your team. I've also seen if that person has contact with your clients, they may be damaging your reputation with those clients. So remember, all of your team members, they represent you. Is this individual accurately representing how you want your clients to see you and your company? You need to think about that because they're really your ambassadors out there. And if they have any contact at all, even if it's just contact with your vendors, your vendors are some of your your most key contacts and you don't want those relationships getting damaged either. So what message are they conveying to the world about you and how you operate? You need to consider that if, if you're keeping someone who's performing at a substandard level on your team. And then another thing I've seen is that you lose the respect of your team. If you allow a poor performer to stay on the team, you're sending the message to your team that you don't care about them and you don't care about your business. And you know, that's not true. And that's, that's not the message that you want sent out to your team. But perceptions is reality. And if they're perceiving that you're letting this person stick around, cause you just don't care enough about your business mm. to, to keep the higher performers around and move these people along. Yeah. That's the message you're sending. You teach people uh, how to treat you, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then another big reason is that there may be financial repercussions. If you have to repair your client relationships or you lose clients, it can directly affect your bottom line. And then also the time and money that you need to spend to do damage control after they leave may be much higher than the cost of hiring a new person. And these these may not be things that you want to think about. But when you're just trying to decide how to proceed with a team member, you you should really consider okay, what what kind of damage are they going to do if I keep them around? You really want to consider that in your decision-making process.
1: Yeah. So obviously, like we said before, this is kind of your last ditch is having to terminate someone. You want to avoid doing that if at all possible. But we want to discuss now,
0: when do you know it's time to fire someone? So the first thing that I recommend is that you, you pause again, and you make sure, have you, have you documented warnings? Have you given this person the opportunity by retraining? Have you addressed the issue with them and allowed the opportunity to change their behavior? Have you done all of these things? If you're at that point, and you can answer yes to all those questions, sometimes people just aren't a good fit for your business. And that's when you know it's time to move them on. And and it's best to part ways at that point. Um, and then the other part that you consider, if there's a major breach of this procedure, and you need to immediately terminate someone, it's best of details about what types of things fall under that. I'm going to do quotes here, cause for immediate termination are listed in some type of team handbook in advance. So you make it very clear, if, if someone does any one of these deal breaker things, they're gone. And mm-hmm. that way, if one of those things happen, you're not going to go through and retrain and sit down and have the conversations and do the multiple things. There's some things that are just a big deal and that yeah. person's got to go. And, yeah. and some of those things that, that I've seen happen would be um, if somebody steals money from you, if someone gets into a shouting match with one of your clients and starts cussing out one of your clients, um, if two team members start arguing with each other and they start cussing at each other on the floor in front of everyone else. I mean, there's just certain types of unprofessional behavior um, or behavior that can be dangerous to the safety of someone on the, on the team. If you have clear safety standards and they're violating those safety standards and you've got OSHA issues going on, then you know those are things that you would want to add to this list as well. And if those are violated and, and people's safety are at risk, that person doesn't get extra chances to, to make additional mistakes and perhaps injure someone next time. Maybe, yeah. maybe this time, all they did was that they, they, you know, created a big mess that needs to be cleaned up. But had someone else been close by that person could have been injured. Those are the type of people that they, they need to go, they get that one chance to, to mess up and, and then you need to let them go. Yeah. And thinking of it in terms
1: of a business owner, some of these things seem almost common sense. like Don't do that in a job. (laughs) But it's worth outlining those things in writing in an employee handbook so that it is very clear because common sense isn't quite so common as we'd like it to be.
0: They're not. They're not. And that's where, I mean, as a business owner, you've got a whole bunch of things to do. And on your list, writing up a team handbook may not be at the top of your list and I know ADP, I'm not sure about paychecks, but I would assume probably yes, but I know ADP offers a service where they can help you write your team handbook and mm-hmm. come up with those things. And I'm sure they've got industry specific ones that they can refer to to help make that a little bit, um, a little bit less painful for you as a manager to have that now as a project on your list of things that you have to handle. But it, it is a good way to protect yourself so that you can terminate someone immediately. If any of these deal breaker things happen. Okay.
1: So we tackled the when, And after you've gone through all those steps, now we get to the how, how do we terminate someone?
0: Mm -hmm. So the first thing that you want to do, you're, you're at that point, you decide, okay, I need to fire them. The first thing you need to do is confirm that you've been documenting your conversations about areas that need to improve and expectations moving forward. If you can see that you haven't And this can sometimes happen if you have managers working for you and the manager comes to you and says, I want to fire this person. You need to confirm, okay, have you been documenting your conversations? Have they been retrained? Have you given them opportunity to to improve? If the answer is no, then you may wish to document further before moving forward to the next step. If the answer is yes, you've gone through the steps you need to do, uh, then, then you're ready to terminate them. So the next thing you would want to do is to have a termination checklist for yourself ahead of time so you can make sure everything's done properly and timely and you don't miss any steps in the termination process. And and you'll see why as we get further down this list of things that we wanna cover. So if you have some flexibility about the timing of when to let someone go, at the end of a day or on a Friday is a good time, especially if this person is a well-liked member of your team, Your, your team will need to know that that person's no longer on the team and this may affect their morale for the day they may, may need time to process that. And you may need some time too. Hiring somebody is not pleasant. It's not easy. And if you have to go through the rest of your day and pretend like everything's itchy, it, you know, it, it's just tough to do that. It's tough to put yourself in that, in that position and give yourself, give yourself a break if you have some flexibility and try to do it at the end of the day. I would also keep it short and factual when you're having this conversation. If you've been documenting your areas of concern, you can just quickly hit the main areas of concern that have been addressed with that team member and are the reason for the termination. It's gonna be an unpleasant conversation for both of you. So keep it professional, keep it short and keep it to the point. And then I also recommend that you have a witness with you and you keep it private. Having a witness can keep the conversation shorter and on its best behavior. And if the conversation goes badly, you might want a witness there to help wrap up the conversation. And you might want to prepare that witness ahead of time for what you expect from them and their participation uh, in that conversation. So they're ready to step in if you need them to step in. And again, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. It's best to stay professional at all times, no matter how that person starts to behave, stay professional, stay high. If they go low, stay high. Um, And then they might want to draw out the conversation And you can keep it short by rolling right from listing the reasons for the termination into what the next steps are. So I'm gonna refer you back to your state laws regarding some or all of this. You need to make sure that you know what what the laws are in your area. Is this an hourly employee, a salaried employee? Is it an independent contractor? So um, the first thing that you're gonna wanna make sure as a part of this next step is that you're gonna discuss when their final paycheck is gonna be ready. Some states and some areas require that the final paycheck is presented at the time of termination. And I'm not sure if there's flexibility in in some of the states in this area or not, but that's something that you need to know about. Um, And then the other items that we cover as well, those may be covered in um, your state laws as well. Uh, How are they going to return company property? Do they have keys and a name tag, and uniform? And what's your expectation for how those will be returned to you? And this is also some of those things are covered under state law. And I know one of the places I worked had you you know required that they would take the cost of uniform if you didn't return the uniform, they would take that out of your final paycheck. But if your final paycheck has to be presented at the time of termination, how do you do that? And how do you how do you deal with that? So that's why you have to know the law in your area. And then the name tag doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but you want to make sure you get your name tags back because then that person can't be wearing a name tag and show up pretending to be a member of the team still by wearing their name tag. I have seen people try to cause trouble doing You've that. after that they've back. Really? I have seen that before. So you want to wow. make sure you're getting the name tag back because that makes it harder for them. Um, I, I've seen this happen where what they're trying to do is get access to the property after they've been terminated to do some damage on the property after the fact. Oh, wow. um, by pretending to still be a member of the team and then getting access. So um, you just, you need to be careful about that. And obviously we, we hope that people are all going to be on their, their best behavior, but it's best to expect the best behavior, but plan for the worst, you know, plan for that just in case as well, and and have that covered in in the, the way that you handle this. So you also want to make sure that the witness or you We'll walk them to their office or their locker to remove their things immediately after that termination conversation. And they also need to be escorted off property or to their car. And you're going to do that so that there's no opportunity for them to do damage, either verbally or otherwise, on their way out the door. And, and they're less likely to try to do that if someone's with them, escorting them. And I have seen people break windows on their way out the door, pick up a rock and throw like, it through a window. Um... Start having conversations with the clients about, you know, what a horrible place this is to work on the way out the door. Start yelling to all the other employees about their version, uh, which is, you know, was all lies in, in what I witnessed um, about That's an exciting it, experience. Yeah, it. it's, it's, <laughs> it's not okay. Some, you know, I think when you when you mess with someone's income and their paycheck, it hits them in a hard place. And sometimes oh, their yeah. behavior goes to places where they wouldn't normally go. And they yeah. just want to strike back. So if you, if you handle things in a professional way and you plan for those opportunities ahead of time, you limit their their ability to go there. You just keep it professional. Keep it professional. Escort them. Be as kind as you can. It's It's as difficult as it is for you. It's more difficult for them. It's embarrassing to be fired. It's yeah. not a good place to be. Have some compassion and kindness and try to be as professional as possible, even if they're not behaving in a professional manner. Yeah. And then once you've escorted them off property, you want to make sure you're following your termination checklist, you're removing access to all their systems, change the locks if necessary, if you weren't able to get the locks back, just to protect, to, to protect your business. And I can tell you too, if that person was well-liked on the team and it happens halfway through the day. mm the whole, the productivity is gone for the rest of the day. The, yeah. all the team is doing is talking about that employee. If they're having conversations about that termination, I spent a lot of time, the majority of my career was in the hospitality industry. So a lot of those people are what we would call front of the house where clients and customers can hear them having their conversations and overhear that. Yeah. So they have the opportunity to be talking about nothing but that. And yes, in the hospitality world, often they're open 24 hours a day but there are much more people around Monday through Friday during normal business hours. So if we did have to have it on a Friday, we would usually, if we could, and again, you don't always have the flexibility of choosing the time and date when this is going to happen. Um, We would do it around lunchtime. And then that would give us, we would plan, you know, make sure we set aside our time to finish our termination checklist. And then everybody, if, if, if there's a lot of people on the team that are affected by this, They have time to calm down over the weekend. They have time to get some perspective and be involved in the rest of their life that's going on outside of work. And then it's not quite as consuming when everybody comes back to work the next time to where it's completely dominating every single conversation in the building. But it's certainly, it's certainly a possibility of something that could happen.
1: Yeah. Well, and that Mm -hmm. is something else to consider. That's a good point because normally you're so focused on the business and the impact that this employee has on the business as a whole. And then when it comes to firing the impact that that action is going to have on that employee, but it's, it's much wider than that. You know, it affects their whole team and everybody that worked with them and it does, it, it creates a little bit of chaos when something like this happens because everyone's it kind does. Of thrown off because it's not like you can tell people ahead of time
0: either. So it just kind of comes out of the
1: blue a lot of times.
0: It does sometimes, and good or bad, whether the team loved that person or they didn't, terminating someone will affect your team and they will be talking about it. And expecting otherwise is just going against human nature. You know, every every step of the way, we're
1: leading you through how and when to do these things. So and we've covered the when, we've covered the how. And then there's steps that you have to follow in following up after that team member is gone. So let's get into what has to happen after you fired someone, because the job isn't over yet, <laughs> unfortunately. The job,
0: it, unfortunately, it isn't over yet. And again, I, I need to remind you, there are laws dictating some of these next items here. But the first thing that I would recommend is that you keep the fact that, that they were terminated, and for what reasons? Confidential. This information is private. There are laws governing the confidentiality of this information, and you need to keep it private. And then the the person, the witness that you have that's with you in the room, you need to make sure that that person knows that everything said in the termination and prior to it, when you've updated them about what's going to happen, that that is confidential. They're not allowed to tell anyone about that. Now, if you have an HR team, then the HR team can talk amongst themselves about that because they're familiar with the laws. Or if you have a management team, I would still say, only the people on the team that need to know are the ones that know. Yeah. If, if, if the conversation that you had about that individual directly impacts a manager's area, you can have conversations with them about the parts that affect their area. But the rest of it needs to be kept private and confidential. Yeah. And then this next part is really important, is that you need to let the team members know that the person is no longer with the team for a couple reasons. So that they know the person no longer works there and they should no longer have access to the team member only areas and the team member only information. And then you should also kind of prepare them. You don't need to let them know that you terminated or fired that person. You just need to say they're no longer a member of the, of the team or they don't work here anymore. And that's what you can say. If they ask, you just say, you know, I'm not, I'm not allowed to go into details about that. Uh, and you just you just leave the reasons why confidential. And yes, the person that you terminated may have the opportunity to share whatever it is they want to share. You just need to let them do that and not let it change your behavior because they can say whatever they want to say. You can't. Um, And then you also, you want to make sure that your team knows too, because now they have to, the, the work that that person was doing now needs to be done by someone else. And you kind of need to prepare for that a little bit ahead of time too. Okay, now if, this, if I pull this person out of this role, what's going to happen to what they were doing? Who's going to do that job now? What are we going to say to our clients and customers when they call and ask for that person? And, and that answer needs to just be, they don't work here anymore, or that person's no longer on our team, or you're working with this new person now. You have to have those answers ready ahead of time and prepare your team with that. So, that they know what to say when they're asked those questions. And they also know that we're not going to share details about that person on the team. Now, you may be tempted if that person was horrible and they did a whole bunch of horrible things, you may be tempted to share some of those te- things with the team. But one, you need to be careful. Again, I said there's laws governing that. And then two, your team members see that and they wonder hmm, if you're sharing all that information about them, what are you going to share about me if, if, I, if, something, if, if, if I do something wrong or I decide to leave? So you're letting them know how you operate as a manager and as a business owner by how you behave in this situation. So think about that as you choose. And, and again, if you, if you stay high and you stay professional in this at all times, you have no worries. You have no worries. And then you also, after the fact, if somebody calls for a reference for that terminated person, maybe they're trying to get another job, you need to make sure that you prepare your team that if somebody calls about that, and and you you should have a procedure in place just in general, if someone calls for a reference on a former team member, this is who handles those calls. You can't just have any schmo who picks up the phone (laughs) be giving information about about former employees, because there are, again, there's laws that dictate how you can handle those responses. Um, and you, you might only be able to say, there's, there's some laws that dictate, you can only confirm the dates that they were employed. You can't talk about how much they made. You can't talk about what they did when they were here. You can't talk about why they left. If you fired them, if they're eligible, so you used to be able to say if they're eligible for rehire. Now, there's some places you can't even say that. All you can say is, yes, they worked here. They started on this date. They left on this date. And that's it. So... That's why you need to look, know the laws in your area because if you have your just your operator who's answering the phones, be answering those questions, she may not be trained on what, what she can and can't say ahead of time. So what you can train her on is just is to say, if somebody calls asking about former team members, you direct this call to this person. That's all That's all that she needs to know or he needs to know if, if, if you've got a man operating the calls for you. So um Those are are some things that you need to consider after the terminated team member is gone. And then perhaps I'm going to suggest this as well. Once you've had to terminate someone and you've gone through all these steps, take another moment to pause. What could have been avoided? What red flags existed in that person when we hired them that I can now make sure if I see that again when I'm interviewing someone else, that's a red flag. Uh, Or in their behavior, Had I caught this early and addressed this particular thing with them, that would have fixed all of this. Because you didn't and it escalated, you got to the point where you had to let them go. So you also need to use this as a learning opportunity to maybe fill some gaps in your procedure again that you have, or to do some additional training with your managers who were doing some hiring, or put some additional filters on as you're screening potential candidates for for adding them to your team as well.
1: Yeah, I like that last point that you added because it is, I we can take something from everything, some kind of learning, some kind of meaning that we can find from all these experiences that we go through, and trying to fill those gaps to avoid it in the future. I think is the best thing that any business owner can do, Um, and like we said, like this is the last. You know, we don't want to get to this point. No one is comfortable in this situation. It's not fun for anyone. It's not good for your team. It's not good for the business. It's not, you know, this isn't an area that you want to be in. So to try to avoid it, I think is obviously the best
0: strategy from the get-go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've seen, I mean, that last step that I made, I, I can't emphasize that enough to learn from the mistakes that you made. Because I've, I've worked places where they're firing people over and over and over again for the same things happening over and mm-hmm. over. And I've had conversations with, you know, the people that are making those you're like, what? those decisions for hiring It's Like, why do you keep putting us in this position? Why do you keep hiring people like this? Especially if if you're a manager who's in hire, in charge of managing people that you didn't hire. You have to oh, yeah. you have that's, to manage somebody else's hires. Yeah. And you can't have the exact same behavior over and over again and expect a different outcome. It's just not going to happen. you got to change the, the definition behavior. of insanity.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And you don't want to be just reliving the same thing over and over. That's groundhog day. Like no one wants to do that. So no, something has to change in your procedures. Cause if you see that type of thing happening over and over again, clearly it's not the people that you're hiring. No. You know, there's got to be a gap somewhere, or you're hiring the wrong type of people. Like maybe you need to get someone that's that has more experience in whatever field or more education, more background and so you know, there's gotta be some kind of problem if you're having the same exact issue over and over again.
0: So right. that's something to recognize too is those patterns. Ultimately your goal here is to make your business that well-oiled machine that just kind of runs on its own that you don't have to get involved in. And the best way to do that is to tighten up your procedures, identify your gaps and procedures and create those and hire the right people. Mm-hmm. And hire the right people. I can't emphasize that enough.
1: Yeah. So if you have in listening to this episode, if you've identified some gaps in your procedure, And you want to research it further, or you want to look at more resources, we're going to link to a whole bunch of resources within the show notes. Um, I know we referenced a couple of these throughout the episode, but things like ADP, paychecks, and then um, Kim, I know you mentioned SBA, training, um, the SHRM, Society of Human Resources Management. We're going to link to all that in the show notes. And those can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash two six for episode 26. So we will go ahead and wrap up
0: here unless anyone else has anything to add. No, I just want to say thank you for asking me to join. It's been fun. I'm happy to try to help small business owners avoid some of the pitfalls that I've seen in the past. And firing someone, terminating someone, it's, it's not fun. It's a very difficult situation to be in. And any tools that you can do to prepare yourself ahead of time to make it easier on yourself it's good. It's good. And, and I know it's not a fun place to be. But sometimes you do have to stop and consider these things ahead of time to make it less painful for yourself when you're in this position. Because the bottom line is, ultimately, if you have a team of people, you will have to fire some of them. It's, it's inevitable, it will happen. And it's better for yourself and for your team, if you're ready ahead of time, for when this happens.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kim. We appreciate you sharing your experiences. So hopefully someone listening can learn from those and avoid the pitfalls that you mentioned and just kind of have a a bit of a Timeline and steps to follow, and just knowing to actually look at the laws before just assuming that some of these things just happen, or you know that they know how to do it already. Because I think that's an important takeaway from today's episode too. Is some of the things just seem like, oh well, yeah, I'll just give a reference over the phone, but it's not quite that simple. So just it's not, not familiarizing yourself. Yeah. And if you're
0: helping, if you have somebody who was a great employee and you want to help them out, and you give them a great reference over the phone, and then you know, an hour later, someone calls about that employee that you've terminated and you don't want to give them a great reference and you just give them only the dates of, you know, employment, you're handling those two people differently and you can't do that. You need to handle all your, your employees or your team. I'm going to say team members because you have independent contractors possibly as well. You want to make sure that you're handling everyone exactly the same way and, and then you can get into trouble by, by treating people differently as well. You need to treat them all the same.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, we hope you learned a lot in today's episode. It was a a bit of a longer episode for today, but we had a lot of information to tackle and we want to make sure that we touched on all the points that we felt were really crucial for you to know. So keep that momentum going and we will see you next week.
0: This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.